Hello, hello, and good evening, morning, whatever time of day you are listening to this. It's, it's a valid time of day. <laughs> whatever time of day you're listening to right now is a valid time of day, and don't let anyone ever tell you otherwise, okay? It's valid, the time you're listening to this. Oh, man. Welcome to Podgus episode what? What is this? What are we doing here? 16, maybe? Yeah, I think it's 16. Look, it's all blending into each other once again. Again? Do you know anybody who pronounces it like that? Once again. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be honest right out of the gate with you guys. I am fresh off a cry. I literally stopped crying maybe three or four minutes ago. My face is still red and wet and puffy. I am, I'm getting past it. I'm fighting past it. This is, I, this episode is overdue. It's late. This is the only time of day I can do this. So I'm going to forge through this loathsome foil that I've got going on. Uh, I'm not going to let it foil me. It's loathsome, but I'm not going to let it foil me this time. It always foils me, but <coughs> God damn it, I will not let it foil me again. <laughs> and again, and again. It's not going to foil me today. Nope. I, uh, I'm i just overwhelmed, I guess. I don't know. It's, uh, you know, it's impossible to tell if these are just the hormones that I'm taking or if it's the weight of the world on my shoulders right now. I gotta be honest. You know, I've got, uh, as always, creeping doubts, little triggers here and there. Fucking spend too long on social media and you lose faith in humanity. You start to hate yourself because people are just, people are mean for no reason. <laughs> no reason at all. Uh, I made a, there was some post in an atheist Facebook group that I follow and they're like, what do you think is a major problem in the world? And I was like, I think overpopulation is probably the biggest problem we're dealing with right now. And one guy was like, start with yourself, go and kill yourself or something like that. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Out of nowhere, this dude, yeah, well, let's start with you. Go die in a hole somewhere. Like, Jesus, man, why? Why? Why is that your instinct to be to wish death upon a complete stranger. Uh, so, I don't know. If you're one of those types of people and you're listening to this podcast, get out. Go away. I do not. You're not. I don't count, I don't count you as a fan of mine. Go on, get. Go on, get. Get. Get on out of here. Go on, get. If you're going to tell people to kill themselves online, if you've ever said kill yourself online, go on, get, get, you heard me, get, go on, get, get on out of here, get. Don't ever tell somebody to kill themselves, no matter what. Even if they're a really horrible, shitty person and you feel justified, don't say it, it's dumb. You're not justified to tell somebody to go kill themselves, ever. I'm going to make a, take a hard stand. The pacifist in me says, fuck off. If you want to tell somebody to kill themselves, go on. Get. Get on. Come on. Get, get on. Get. Get on out of here. Go on. Go on. 
Don't turn around. Don't look back. Hey, 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 if you're the type, if you're the type to tell somebody to go on, go on, kill themselves over some uh, comment on overpopulation, something that you don't agree with, you know what I want to say? Go on, get, get on up out of here, get. Don't turn around. Don't look back. No, y'all heard me. Get. Get. I don't know if I I thought about this. If you grow a fan base, dare I say, as my fan base slowly grows, one listener per every five episodes, I I guess you can't decide. You can't really choose. I'm thinking about this. The nature of fame. You can't choose your demographic per se. But in many ways, they are a reflection of who you are and your opinions, you know? You wouldn't have attracted them to your brand if you weren't speaking some truths that they didn't get on board with. So that is where I wonder, you know? Your demographic is is kind of a reflection of you and your art. But how do you account for the people who tell each other to go kill themselves online? <laughs> like... like I probably, there are probably fans of mine who I think are total dickbags, but I think that kind of comes with the territory. In a normal distribution of my fan base, just as much as there are probably people who I would, who I'm soulmates with, there are probably still people who are fans of mine that I would never want to spend longer than 10 seconds around. So who knows? Who knows which one you are? Actually, you know what? I know which one you are. If let's automatically, I can count this. I can rule this one out. If you tell anybody to kill themselves, go on, get, go on, get. You're no fan of mine. I'm no fan of yours. You may be a fan of mine, but I'm no fan of yours. So go on, get, get on your horse and ride up on out of here. Nope, 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 nope. Oh. Hear that sniffle? That is that is the residual sniffle of a of a weep well spent. I'm lonely, you guys. I'm lonely. I'm stressed. The weight of the world is upon my shoulders. Like uh, I missed. I d- there are times when I miss stand up, and there are times when I don't. And forgive me if I've said this before on the, on the podcast, but like when COVID hit, I was having a breakthrough year. I was voted by my peers breakout artist of the year, breakout male comedian of the year, and then decided to transition. So, ha, I'm stealing that award from the dudes and bringing it over to the other side. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking this award with me. I don't know if they re- they revoke it now and give it to second place or what, but still counts in my heart. I got voted by my peers as the best breakout male artist and it's so funny that I was also voted that in a year where, you know, best breakout male artist and and what broke me out was wearing a wig and a dress and talking about being female. So you figure that one out. <laughs> Fucking weird, huh? Crazy. And here I am now taking hormones and crying like a baby. But I think I, I'm not crying just for because I saw a puppy or something like that. Man, I'm, I just, I worry about some things. There's, uh, I don't want to, I can't get into the, the specifics of it, but I've been, I am presented with an opportunity from a very prominent group to submit some footage. 
And even though I've been hustling, I've been doing the occasional gig on Zoom, and I've still been writing and improvising and, and working on my on my material, I still, this sort of shit, the stakes of it stress me out, and I forget why I do it in the first place, and it stops being fun all of a sudden when the stakes grow. So, I, I thought that this break, this year-long break from the pressure that I was experiencing of, of success... I was starting to crack under that pressure mentally and I thought this year off was a good reset and for me to be able to put it back into perspective and, and to say, why did, get back in touch with why I do this. I do this because it's fun, because I love it, because I, I wouldn't survive a nine to five job. That's just not cut out for me. And now here I am, very first opportunity, and it's not even really a tangible opportunity yet. It's just a, it's just the whiff, a whiff of an opportunity, a submission, me submitting my work, and then that just causes me, that just means I scrutinize my own material and look at old footage of me, and I pour over every lull and every joke that didn't quite pop the way I wanted it to. I'm so hard on myself, and it's destructive. It's destructive, and I don't want to do that to myself anymore. So I'm working on it. I cried and I feel a little bit better. I'm lonely. It just, it would, it, I miss being held. And then I hugged my roommate and his girlfriend and I felt a lot better. And now I feel like I'm gonna fucking cry just thinking about it. <laughs> just thinking about a hug? Oh, <laughs> just thinking about hugging is gonna make me wanna cry! <laughs> thinking about hugging <laughs> oh thinking about all the hugs in the world think about the people you want to hug i want to hug a dog <laughs> just any any indiscriminate dog i'll think about hugging them and then get a little bit weepy <sighs> yeah so Anyways, it doesn't help feeling this lonely feeling going on social media and feeling like I, I can't relate to anybody. I know in this in this podcast, I oft I oft have my disagreements with the general trans community and and how they represent themselves, and it it does make me feel even isolated from them. Like I don't belong to the trans community, even. I don't know, I, I mean, yeah. Just the sadness I experience and seeing a group that, like, there was, the way the way the trans, I, I, I want to say we, but I sometimes can't. Because the way trans people treat allies, even, is shitty and destructive, and I, and I can't stand it. It breaks my heart. Going on a forum where a, cis, a cisgender ally is like, hey, I, I support trans people in whatever sport whatever gender they choose to be in sport and what should i say if somebody tries to argue with me i came to you trans people to look for like good talking points and then the fucking responses underneath were like you have no right to even talk about us what did what did you think you would accomplish by being here this is so triggering what the fuck are you doing like treated with so much venom and animosity and then in the comments underneath you could this person was like Wow. Well, I, I'm I'm sorry. I I don't know. I shouldn't have asked, and I I'm sorry. And I 
I don't know if I can come. Like it's every once in a while, one of them will just fire back and be like, "Well, what do you what do you want from your allies then? I came here asking you directly for help." It just makes it's upsetting to me. And then the forum got shut down before I could even come to their defense. God, man, there's something about taking on emotional baggage, somebody else's baggage. If they throw it at you, sure, that's uncomfortable. But like, you can just scroll on by. I think people fucking forget that. And God damn it, if people want to help, if people want to align themselves with our cause, we should be celebrating them and not getting mad at their the words that they choose. If they misspeak, like, fuck off, give them a chance. Forgiveness is divine. Just, like, help our allies out. Meet them halfway. I think somebody even literally said that. They were like, meet them halfway. And somebody else was like, it's not meeting them halfway. Because we... Ah, fuck. Just help each other out. Be kind. Drink water. Uh, this hasn't been funny yet, has it? I was thinking about my about the episode last week. If you haven't thought, if you haven't listened to it, that was pretty funny. When I talked at the end about <laughs> Luke Skywalker wearing a T-shirt with all of his friends on it, because I went out for uh, for Halloween as a kid as Luke Skywalker, and all I had was a T-shirt, a Star Wars T-shirt with all their faces on it. God, that's so funny to me. I, I want to turn that into a stand-up bit, but I, but I don't even know <laughs> how to go about... I don't know how to write jokes. But, god damn it. The concept of Luke Skywalker in in the newest trilogy, like Return of the... whatever, Return of Rise of Skywalker, if he just showed up with a t-shirt of all of his friends. Look, there's Chewbacca. <laughs> May the Force be with you. I bring my friends everywhere I go. Yeah. Why? What? Why do? What? Um. Oh man, I got a list of things I can talk about here on my whiteboard. I'm like, oh, after after my set on CBC, uh, my new wave of stand-up set after it was broadcast on TV on cable. I had a small influx of fans and people adding me, and and um, little by little, my fan base is growing. But there is a I've noticed that my fan base is, uh, you know, the occasional person who's who's like an ally, who's like, I really dig what you're doing, and it's awesome, and it's inspiring, and I and I appreciate that, and and. Fuck yeah, I'm so I'm I'm grateful for these people. But there's another and and I'm grateful for these people too. I'm gonna preface this by saying I'm grateful for the people I'm about to mention, but I will say that there is a subset of fans of Val Val who I don't think are really they don't count as fans, they're just horny old guys. Who uh this is and, and to be more specific, this is a demographic of old retired police officers who are also divorced and are so over being repressed that they come to me and be like, you know what? I don't, I'm divorced and I'm alone and I'm here sitting here drinking beer and I, and I, and I think you're cute and I think you're hot and I think you're good looking and good for you for doing what you're doing. I, I'm, I think it's great. And you know what? I'm sick and tired of not being 
open about what I like, and God damn it, I like you when I think you're hot. And I think you're good, and I like your stuff, and you keep living, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's a, it's, it's a mix of inspiring and a little bit sexual, but also wholesome at the same time. <laughs> it's, they're always retired police officers. Granted, there's uh, another subset of, of men from the Middle East who will message me in, you know, to no fault of their own, broken English, and, and just asking me to be their wife. So there's a group of those guys who, <laughs> who are, who are, uh, I, I, I want to be nice, but they're hard to discourse with. There's a language barrier there for sure. And then there's also a creepy barrier where they're like, will you marry me? And I'm like, you, we've had four exchanges on Facebook Messenger and you live in Dubai. And sorry, <laughs> I just don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, there's the white guilt in me that's like, is it racist to, to not want a relationship with this person? <laughs> but it's perfectly reasonable for me to be like, you know what, odds are, odds are Wasim. I don't see it happening. I'm sorry, my friend. I wish you the best. But you also admitted that you were married two exchanges ago, so... That's really not doing you any favors there, Wasim from Dubai. Anyways, to any fans of mine who are old retired police officers who are coming to terms with their sexuality and are opening up about it, welcome. Welcome. And good for you. Nobody should be closeted. Good for you, old, old retired police officer Jenkins from Waterford, Ontario. Embrace it. Life is too short. Welcome to the party. It's never too late. Good to have you. I'm not in. I'm not interested, but you know, maybe somebody out, is out there for you. Oh boy, I don't know. <laughs> I want to see like the. There's a part of me that wants to be this person for these people. I I give a lot of my. I give maybe a bit too much time talking to these people online and hearing them out. But I think it's worth it, man. We're all lonely, and you know, lending an ear to somebody costs nothing. So. Costs nothing except time and maybe a little emotional expense. But for those of you listening, the people who listen to my podcast are all cool and good, and they mess. And the people who message me are always—they always say the nicest things. And I and I just appreciate you. I appreciate you. If you're listening to this, I appreciate you. And if I speak, if it sounds like I'm speaking ill about my own fan base, just know that I'm not. Unless you're the type to tell somebody to go kill themselves, then go on, get, get. You heard me, get. Go on. Get. Okay? So, unless you're that person, we're good. Just don't tell people to kill themselves online. Because you know what I'm going to say to that? Go on, get. I hope that you're living your YBWC life. I'm doing, I'm doing my best with the tools that I have. I'm doing butt workouts, hoping my butt grows. <laughs> Trying to embrace my weirdness without uh, judging it as well. That's the thing. I know I've mentioned on this podcast, uh, you know, trans people say that they always felt different. But I always felt different and I don't even know if that's because I'm trans. It's just because I'm weird. And, you know, growing up, 
in high school, the word was always random. I think I've talked about this where everybody's like, you're so random. And random was a compliment, but weird was not. People would be like, ugh, you're so weird. Or you're so random. And they mean the same thing, really. Idiosyncratic. They both mean idiosyncratic, different, unique. And these are all very positive ways to spin the same thing. Even saying weird in, in a positive way. Uh, you're weird. <laughs> you're weird. Embrace your weirdness. This is this podcast is therapy for Algus. It's it's projectionist therapy for me because even when I'm feeling at my darkest, even when I've got loathsome foil and my face is puffy and wet and red from crying, I'm going to sit here and do this and say these nice things because uh you know, I'm I guess in a way I'm taking my own advice, but I want to help you out too. Oh. Talk about Robin Williams providing for other people what he couldn't provide himself. It's the cliche, sad clown existence that I am really living and projecting right now onto you guys. So let's move on. Let's do some funny stuff. Some silliness. Or observations. I don't know. What's keeping you here? What's keeping you listening to me? Fucking tell me. Just message me on Twitter or Facebook or talk to me, text me. I don't know if, if you have my number. <laughs> What's keeping you here? What do you guys like? Somebody, give me a sign. <laughs> give me a sign. Help me. Help me out. I'm floundering. I'm French King Henry or Charles or Deschamps or whatever his name is. What? What? Duh. What? Um. Mm. Uh, what was I going to... There was something. There was something about my childhood. That I think I wanted to... Oh, no, not this. Um, so, digging back into my past, this is almost going to be like a, a weekly... Uh, a weekly experience share that informs my, my gender weirdness. So weird. My gender randomness. My gender is so random right now. <laughs> oh, my God. My gender is so random right now. So fucking random. Oh, my God. So random. Um, Jessica, it's so random. I, uh, I used to work at Jack Astor's, mm -hmm. which if you don't know, if you're from the States or whatever, it's a chain of restaurants and it's one of those chains of restaurants that's like prides themselves. It's branded as like tongue in cheek. We, we have a silly time around here and you know, their, their mascot is, is a, is a, donkey a jackass obviously a jack asters and then they put like what is it far side they put f little far side comics framed far side comics all up on the walls and in the bathroom there's always there's a sense of levity and humor involved and even though they play sports uh the rest of the time there's like a, a montage of bloopers people falling off shit and hitting themselves and silly stuff you know so it's like a good time kind of restaurant and um it is exactly the kind of restaurant that used to, I'm sure it's changed with the times, but it used to be not, not, not Hooters-esque, but still they had uh, uniform restrictions around women wearing like low-cut tops and X amount of jewelry of a certain color. Like the ladies had to go through a lot more bullshit than the guys. Uh, shoes that had a three-inch heel or some shit. 
for guys, it was just like, you need black shoes and a fun belt buckle. And even then, you know, most of them wouldn't wear the belt buckle and they, and they wouldn't catch shit for it. But women, it would be like, they would get scrutinized at the beginning of the shift and they would be like, um, you don't, you have 10 pieces of jewelry and the requirement is 17. So go home and get changed and we'll write you up for this. Fucking ridiculous. But they would also wear these Lululemon skirts. And, um, and at one of the Jack Astors that I was leaving, one of my last shifts, this was when I was closeted too, right? This was when nobody knew that I, that I was struggling with this shit. And so he was like, hey, Al Val, being, being the funny guy around here, they were like, one of your last shifts, uh, oh, there was like the cocktail section of the restaurant, which is for women servers only. There were also gendered rules around who could work what part of the bar. And women, and only women were allowed serving in like the cocktail area because that's where older dudes would hang out and they'd really work the flirtatious like eye candy angle, right? And so part of the girls' uniform is they would wear Lululemon skorts. And as a challenge, one of them was like, since you're leaving... We'll let you work the cocktail area because you're funny and charming and stuff, but you have to wear a skirt. And I was like, oh dear, whatever am I going to do? <laughs> what a conundrum. I have to wear a skirt. How humiliating. And so naturally, I wore a Lululemon skirt at my shift and everybody thought it was hilarious. And it was like, ha ha ha, dude in a skirt. Ha ha ha. But secretly super top secretly in my mind I was walking around that place like this feels great I really like this <laughs> it was like my first foray into gender non-conformity in a safe space all under the ruse the guise of comedy god damn it how sophisticated and I feel like a spy I even have a joke in my act about being a German spy oh hello but I, I was like a spy there Hiding in plain sight and using comedy as a tool to hide in plain sight. How funky is that? You know? And everybody had fun with it. They would take pictures and I'd like pose with my butt out and with my leg up. And they'd be like, hee hee hee. Oh, Al, you're so silly. And secretly in my head, I was like, I'm living my best female life. And sure, everybody's giggling and thinks this is silly. But like, this is actually in a really profoundly... I, layered under layers and layers and layers of societal pressure and comedy and comedy as a defense mechanism and deflection. It's just, there was a nugget under all of that. That was like, this is great. I'm having the time of my life. Unironically, no joke. This is awesome. This, and the skort, I've, since then I've always wanted one of those for myself. I was borrowing it from somebody else. And I had to give it back. But they're super comfortable. Why is women's clothing so much more comfortable than guys' clothing? For real. With the exception of, you know, things that guys have to get used to, like thongs or whatever. Stuff that rides up your butt crack, which you get used to and actually feels great eventually. <laughs> but, like, female materials, like satin and silk and stuff. Guys, why are you... Why are you withholding yourselves? Why are you preventing yourselves from that shit, man? Satin and silk and nylon, it feels amazing on your skin. Meanwhile, dudes are like, Oh, I won't buy soap unless it's shaped like a hammer. 
<laughs> you know, fucking male branded shit is so dumb. I'm going to go to the store. I literally saw a picture of, I don't know, this company has to be real for sure because male hygiene the way it's branded it's it wouldn't come as a surprise if this was a real thing but i saw a post of like finally for men soap that is shaped like tools there was like a soap there was a bar of soap shaped like a hammer one shaped like a giant nut and a bolt and it's like <laughs> is your masculinity that insecure that fragile that when you're in the shower soaping yourself up, you need to soap yourself with a fucking hammer to remind yourself, I'm, I'm in charge around here. <laughs> I'm in charge around here. Even though I'm washing my butt, I'm washing it with a hammer that I can use to, to make a shed. Yeah, I washed my butt. Doesn't mean I'm gay. Oh yeah, I'll prove it. I'll make a shed. Hey, I washed my butt, but I'm not gay. I'm going to fix my lawnmower, and then you'll see, with my clean butt. Some men are afraid to clean their butts. Clean your butt! Clean it! Clean your butt! Clean your dicks and your butts, guys. Be clean. That's sexy. That's fine. That's not... It's not gay to be clean and have a clean butt. That's where you poop, guy. Keep it clean, you idiot. And then go fix your lawnmower or build a shed. You can still do those things. They're not mutually exclusive, you dummy. Plus, if one of these soap bars is shaped like a screw, that's like... It's five... What is it called? Five degrees of separation? Everyone's related to Kevin Bacon through five degrees of separation? Look, a, a giant bolt... A soap bar shaped like a bolt is less than five degrees of separation from a butt plug. It is shaped like a butt plug. You can literally twist it into your anus comfortably. This giant screw shaped like a bar of soap. So, ha ha, joke's on you, man. <laughs> oh, I need to wash my butt with this screw. But, oh man, a part of it slipped into my bum hole. I need to build three sheds now to atone. It's like if you sin and you go to the priest and he's like, say four Hail Marys. Guys, what happens? Every time you wash your butt and your finger grazes over your butthole, what? Do you have to build th three sheds? Do you have to beat up four people? <laughs> Do you have to pick four fights? What is it, guys? What do you have to atone for your male masculine sins by... Oh, man. By f by fixing a light fixture? By opening a jar for your woman? Oh, man. I saw another dude shirtless and I thought his abs looked nice. Now I need to open six jars. <laughs> I need to open six jars and build one shed. <laughs> Hail Mary, Mother of Grace. Hallowed be thy shed. Thy hammer strong. I nail clear from my butt as it is outside as it is in the shower give us this day our unclean butt and forgive us our complimenting other men as we forgive them for complimenting us and forgive us for 
having even the most vague homoerotic fantasies, even though some of you are wrestling fans and can't quite uh, justify the two of those together. Even though you like wrestling a lot. Hail Mary, full of grace. Oh, I, I lost track of the prayer. It was going so well. Our, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy manliness, thy muscles big, thy pecs are large, in heaven as it is on the ground. <laughs> Give us this day. Oh, man, I'm getting my prayers all mixed up. Can you tell it's been a while since I've prayed? Give us this day our daily sawdust. Give us this day our daily red meat. And forgive us our trespasses into the ladies' washroom occasionally if we didn't read the sign correctly. As we forgive those who... And forgive us our compliments to other men as we forgive those who compliment us. And lead us not into temptation to hug our friends lest we say no homo before we do that, for it clears us of all homoeroticism. And lead us not into uh, the fine line between enjoying wrestling for the athleticism and enjoying it for the shirtless, greased-up dudes touching each other. Amen. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> I wonder how many after, especially after my tirade last, my my late episode tirade of, about Jediism and religion in general. I wonder if I turned off some of my potential religious fans. But this goes back to what I was saying about demographics representing your brand, and I suppose you also do make choices. So I can't control for the behaviors of all my fans whether they they go out and I can't control. For a fan of mine to go out and tell somebody to kill themselves. Even though I'm being very clear about that on this podcast. But also, I can probably curate my fans by letting them know that I'm not fond of religion. And I think humanity would be better without it. But I hope if you're religious, you can forgive me for that. Because if you're doing good shit out there and you're out there hugging people and making the world a better place. You know what? Keep your religion. It's fine. You're doing great. If you're religious and you're a good person and you're not discriminating people or, and if you're not being shitty to LGBT people and you're not so set in your ways and you're not anti-science, if you're all of those things, if you can find a way to make religion and God and Jesus and whoever coexist with all the people around you, then go for it. I don't judge. Good for you. Just, you know, meh. Nah, nah. Otherwise, go and get. That's all I'm saying. Um, let's talk about time travel. <laughs> I, have t- I have time travel written down here. I don't know. Are you guys doing therapy? I'm. I'm fond of my current therapist. I like the guy. He is very good and uh, very practical as well. We go into the what's and the why's, and he tells me to do, he tells me what. We go into the why, and we talk about the why. Why? Why do I react like this? Why? Why? Why do I feel this way? Why am I like this? But then, we don't dwell too long on the why, because the more fruitful part of it, the more productive, forward-thinking 
part of it, even though whys are important, he goes, what? Why duh? And then we do why duh? We do the what part of it. What? Why duh? What? That's the part that we get to. And, and my therapist is very good about that. And he also reminds me to talk to myself as a friend would. And he is now, dare I say, even though he's my therapist, he's a friend of mine. And so are my other friends. And I try not to lean on them too much for emotional support, but God damn it, sometimes I need it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. But I, my former therapist was very Freudian. So, and I don't recommend that. I mean, Freud, let's be real. And I, and I'm allowed to say this, I'm qualified. I have a three-year major in psychology. Okay. And it took me five years to get it. So that's how, you know, I learned even more about this three-year degree because I spent two extra years learning about it. Okay. (laughs) It's a three-year degree and I did it in five. So I'm, I'm pretty much more of an expert than somebody who just did it in three years. Okay. So, so I know my shit about Freud and look, he was, he kicked off the whole psychological shebang. He is the great grandfather, the founder of modern psychology. And for that, we must give thanks. Our, our Sigmund, who art Freud, hallowed be thy notepad, thy glasses low, thy cigars aplenty. In your mouth, as it is in your lungs, which are which deteriorated and ended up killing you, even though you continued to smoke on your deathbed like a fiend. Um, but look, he was good for kicking the whole shebang off, but his views have been largely and unanimously discredited as hocus pocus, bogus focus. Okay. And uh, I didn't see it at the time because I was working through a lot of my own shit and I was seeing some progress, but my last therapist was very Freudian indeed. And, um, you know, it was really, she was good about a lot of things, but she was problematic in a lot of others. For example, uh, you know, fucking Freudian shit aside and being like, Maybe you want, maybe you'll want to have sex with the people in your family. <laughs> I'd be like, um, wow, where is this going? <clears throat> Besides the weird Freudian shit, I remember at one point, um, man, you got to be careful. It's hard to, they, they can bypass your critical thinking because I, I defer to my therapists as the, the authority on these things. And so my last, that Freudian therapist, when, when I explained to her, I was like, look, there's, it's only, I can only feel so connected to you because this is in the end, this is a financial exchange. I will stop seeing you as soon as I stop paying you. You know, this is the foundation of us getting together is built on money. And let's be honest, it's a, it's an exchange of money for goods and services. I give you money. You listen to me whine about how I nobody I think nobody likes me all the time. Week in and week out, baby. That's what you signed up for. 
And so I told her that. I was like, I can only feel so connected to you when the reality is the foundation of our relationship is built on an exchange of money. And she cried. I made my therapist fucking cry. She cried. Which, you know, a part of me I wear as a badge of honor. Let's, I mean, let's be real. The comedian in me is actually kind of proud that, like, I, I made my fucking therapist cry. That's pretty dark. That's pretty sick, dude. But then another part of me is like, well, first of all, that's unprofessional. Cry. I'm the one who does all the crying around here. You're not allowed to cry. This is my time. <laughs> this is my cry time, lady. What are you doing crying? I'm supposed to be the one crying. And now I'm comforting my therapist like, oh, I didn't mean that. I meant, you know... Even if money weren't a thing, we would hang out and play video games. You know, me, 30-year-old me and 65-year-old and you just chilling, playing Mario Kart 64. We'd hang out outside of this. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. Can you please stop crying? It's making me really uncomfortable. So not only that, but she, the reason she cried was she was like, I just... She's like, I, I pity you. This is what she said. God damn it, man. She was like, I pity. It makes, it saddens me. It makes me prof so profoundly sad that your self-opinion is so low that you wouldn't even, it wouldn't even cross your mind that somebody else could care about you. And God damn it. That, I mean, that still hits. And even as I say it, like, wow, I'm. I know I'm, I'm fresh out of a cry 45 minutes ago, but I'm about to start again. But, but really, I mean, she's not absolutely wrong. God, that's what makes it so confusing. Is part of it seems a bit, could be mis misinterpreted. It could be a little manipulative for her to like attach me more to her. But God, maybe I'm just telling on myself, my cynicism and my, and my self-loathing just coming through. There's just so much to unpack there. I got real serious for this one. I don't know. I guess pod, that's the way Podgus is going to be. It's a comedy podcast, but it's also very real. I got to be real with you guys. I got to be real about what I'm going through. And uh, it's jokingly funny at times, but it's also observational and real. And I'm coming up to the end. I wanted to talk about breast forms. And how crazy those are, fake boobs. But I, but I'm gonna make a note to talk about it next time because there's a lot I want to talk about breast forms. There's a whole I could do a whole TED talk on breast forms. But you know, like the comedian. So the comedian in me knows that this is therapeutic, but also at the same time, I hope you guys are enjoying it. I hope it's worth listening to. Cause fuck, it shouldn't be just me projecting onto you guys. That's not how you gain lead listenership. You guys aren't going to want to listen to me anymore. So, uh, come back to me. Um. Oh, oh, I've been better. Okay, let's end strong. Let's end strong, Algus. Um, let's end on... Let's have a look. Oh... Oh, I'm looking around. Um, I'm taking a, oh, I, I bought these pillows a while ago. Let's talk about, I, I slept with a body pillow the other night. That's how lonely I've been. 
and not slept with as the euphemism for sex. I'm I'm not I'm not so lonely that I'm that I'm impregnating a body pillow. All right, so get that image out of your head. Go on, get tell that um, tell that image to go on, go on, get go on, get the image of me humping a pillow. No, that's not what's happening. So go on, go on, get. No, but I bought a body pillow and, you know, it's been so long since I've been embraced that I, like, fell asleep spooning a body pillow. So, feel free to laugh at that. <laughs> I think it's pretty funny. But I have these two other pillows. One is super fuzzy. It's like animal... It's like... It's not real fur, but it's like fuzzy and it's animal fur, which is nice. And then I have one of those pillows that... It's the glittery kind where you rub it one way and it's black and then you rub it the other way and it's silver. So you can make all kinds of designs. And it's great as a novelty, but you can't put your head on it. Because you feel like you're being nibbled at by a million little ants. Those sparklers, those sprinkles, the spangles, they don't feel good on my face. So I feel like I'm being chewed upon by a million little ants. So be careful about your pillows. And none of them match either, so that was not a good... Uh, decision. But I'm all about eclectic shit, so I'm embracing it. I have a gold statue of a monkey holding a lamp on my dresser, just looking around my room. I got those two, those three mismatched pillows, the body pillow, which has been flattened now. It's a complete pancake from all the times that I've fell, fallen asleep, squeezing it tight. It's my little pancake wholesome, it's my wholesome pancake lover. It's my wholesome pancake husband. My body pillow is my pancake husband. That I that I embrace until I get too hot, and then I push him on the other side of the bed, and I steal all the covers, because even though I'm hot, I'm cold. And the covers are mine. And then I look around my room, and I got, I got a little painting of uh, one time that I bought at, like, a garage sale. This little painting of... A cowboy facing off against a huge army of tanks and, and military guys with guns. It's like this guy's an old-fashioned Wild West. And he's facing off against a helicopter and air and airplanes. And, and, he's, and he's got his hand on the gun like, go on, get! And I got, a, I got a little framed mural of a little blue, a cute cartoon blue unicorn that's barfing up light all over the place. And it's got little tears coming out of its eyes, which I think is super on the nose for old Algus. If there's a picture that represents me, God damn it, it is that one. It is that one. Just staring at it. It's very nice. I got feels. I got feels. They're multiplying. Okay, ending on a Grease reference. I'm going to end on this, you know, always end on the positives. So I hope you guys are doing all right out there. It's okay to cry. Whether you're a man or a woman, if you cry and you're a man, then it's okay. Do penance if you need to. Go out and build a shed, uh, pave your, repave your driveway, cut down a tree. All right. If you're going to cry as a man, I give you permission to do so. And I give you permission to do whatever you need to do to, to shake it off afterwards. Whether you need to chug a beer, 
or you need to throw a football at a nerd, <laughs> if you need to wedgie somebody, just to do penance for this not manly thing that you just did, if you need to wash yourself with this bar of soap shaped like a screw, and if you want to do some sexual exploration and screw that thing into your bum, I'm not judging. Do whatever makes you happy. Cry a little. Be like a French king slash queen who dresses up like a queen and say, wa de and talk to your therapist and treat yourself like a friend would, okay? And just keep on surviving. Keep reaching for that, that magical fucking goat in the clouds or whatever you believe religion-wise. And if you're Luke Skywalker, wear a shirt to remind you of your friends. Even if you're not Luke Skywalker, get a shirt with your friends on it. Okay, um, I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with me. It'll, it'll get better. I hope things get better. It'll get better. I promise. Okay, um, take care of yourself. Okay, uh, bye. Go on. You heard me. Things over. Go on. Get. Go on, get. Get. Yeah.